Desperate problem, unique promise, overwhelming proof, irresistible offer, and a reason to act now. Those are the five things I look for on a website. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is a very well-known online marketer, Terry Dean. Go to mymarketingcoach.com to find out more. Terry has been marketing online since 1996, the old school days of internet marketing. And in that time, he's mentored many people to online success. And in this interview, we discuss the cornerstones of building a profitable online business, including the eliminate, automate, and delegate technique so that you can earn more, work less, and enjoy your life. Three survey questions to help you understand exactly what your audience wants. Five steps that will make any website convert better in 15 minutes or less. Terry will also be revealing his favorite traffic source right now. And also we'll be talking about email marketing. He'll be sharing the three C's of monetizing email and also why he gets worried if he doesn't get any complaints after sending an email to his list. All that and much more coming up. Terry, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad to be here. Terry, how did you get into online marketing? Well, I got I got started online way back in 1996 in the stone ages of the internet. And um, a lot of people, it's kind of funny, a lot of people will tell you that you shouldn't go online, you know, it's not about the money, it's about passion, whatever else. But when I started online, it was about the money, yeah. right? Because what pushed me to get started online was having a lot of debt. I was over $50,000 in debt, which included a van loan and a bunch of credit card debt, and I had like, creditors calling all the time. Um, so some of those debts were created just by you know young stupidity. I find a lot of things I shouldn't. Other ones were um, created by me trying a whole bunch of business opportunities. We had a bunch of business opportunities that were in the basement um, from you know just failures that I had in marketing. And um, I started hearing um, rumors you know, of the internet. In 1996, I had no PC experience, and I went out and bought my first PC at Best Buy, which was 2,500 bucks for a PC and monitor, which was a 75 megahertz, mm-hmm. um, a paperweight, a huge paperweight at this point in time, yeah. and um, taught myself the computer and really went online and got a hold of some materials from direct marketers like Jay Abraham and Gary Halber and Bill Myers, and basically had the, here's my concept coming online. Okay, what these people taught worked great in direct, you know, direct mail. Um, I wonder which parts will apply to the internet, and I just started going through and testing what I learned from them online, and basically failed my way to success, finding everything that didn't work, and just, you know, trying what models other people talked about, and what would work online, and what wouldn't, and that's where I got my start. So how long did it take you until you started to see success online? Well, it it actually happened pretty quick. Okay. And uh, I always I always have to give a reminder here. Uh, my last job before I came online was delivering pizzas for Little Caesars for eight bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so keep that in mind when I tell you that I went full time online in less than thirty days. Okay, wow. I I didn't replace a doctor's income. I replaced a delivery driver's income. <laughs> okay, that's what I. Um, but I did that in about thirty days. That I was full time online. 
Um, and my original products that I first started selling were like licenses to um, old VHS videos, like self-help type videos, mm-hmm. like Mark Victor Hansen type videos. I remember I had some Bill Myers videos and things like that that I bought licenses to. And I started selling those originally in the very beginning days. And, you know, I really um, was full time in less than 30 days. Within six months, I was earning a really good income online, primarily um, from the fact that I discovered, you know, a secret in the beginning, which was building my email list. Sure, and we're going to be talking about that today, uh, building a list and also building an online business. So let's start from the beginning, Terry. You have a motto, which is earn more, work less, enjoy life. And this is the driving force behind why you do what you do. So how does online business fulfill that need for you and for your clients? Well, I'll have to tell you a little story with that. All right, um, You've probably heard the term internet lifestyle used mm-hmm. and bandied about quite a bit. I actually, I think I'm the first one whoever used that term because I used it back in 2000. And it was originally in an article that I wrote that I just said, um, living the internet lifestyle was what the tar- title of the article was. And um, the article was simply about how the my nearest next door neighbor at the time was a cow named Oscar. Okay, so I told a story in the email about the cow named Oscar who lived next door, which was um, we were actually living in a place where we had a fence. You know, there was actually a horse farm next to us. Mm-hmm. And um, the cow always came up stuck its head through the fence and was eating the grass on our side. So, yes, the grass is always green here. If you live on the farm, that's, that's actually what they're doing. They're sticking their head through, eating the grass on your side. Mm-hmm. And um, so we joked that that was our nearest neighbor. And the point of that was the Internet allowed us to work online from anywhere we wanted. Okay, so we lived out in the country. We didn't have to live in a big city to earn a good income. But you can live anywhere you want. You get to work with who you want, doing what you want online. And so that's what the Internet lifestyle meant to me. And eventually that morphed into the earn more, work less, and enjoy life because that's what I really – I actually see that almost as like a process. Yeah. Okay, when I first came online, I earned more. Okay, my very first month online was not working less. Okay, I worked a lot in the very beginning. In the very beginning, so I got – so my first goal was to earn more. And so I you know, started doing what I needed to earn more to attract more clients, to attract more people into my – practice. And when I work with clients, that's most of the time what they want first is they want to attract more business. They want more money coming in. You can definitely do that online because you can reach the entire world and we can do it low cost. We can bring in customers and follow up on us. You earn more first. Then the work less comes in that we can automate. You know, We can eliminate things we don't need to be doing. We can automate tools and then we can also uh, outsource to others. And so it's, it's eliminate, automate, and delegate are the three steps we go through with this. And that's where the work less comes from is we figure out what's working for us Okay, so we, we end up earning more, we figure out what's working for it, and we start building out systems that we can outsource to others. Um, a lot of people kind of, they talk about systems or people who look at the book EMA, and they'll say, you know, it's all about systems, it's not about the people. But the reality is it's about both the people and the systems. Yeah. You want to find good people to work with you, and you want to um, outsource whatever you're not strong at. So you have strengths. You know, some people will tell you to improve the improve your weaknesses? No, you want to outsource your weaknesses. You want to find other people who are strong in this position. So, so work less means we're going to hand off to other people. And there was an old phrase I heard from Ron Legrand, which um, I spoke for him quite a bit. He's like a real estate guru and often an information marketing guru. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he always said was the less I do, the more I make. Okay, that makes it sound like he's not doing any work at all. Mm-hmm. But the real point is he only focused on what he does best. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we're talking about. You focus on what you do best, what your strengths are. You outsource the Everything else, you're going to end up working less. And that's where the enjoying life also comes in, is at that point in time, you can do whatever you want. A good example is I have a client that when he originally came to him, his business was doing well. Okay, probably doing about 30 grand a month, somewhere between 20 and 30 grand a month net. 
Mm-hmm. And um, but he was working eighty hour weeks, so that's um, definitely in the work less point. He needs yeah. to work less. So we um, hired teams, and just to give you an idea for this, he was working by himself. It took um, hiring three employees, okay, to replace him at that point in time. And eventually, wow. we got his company. It's about I think it's six people right now for it. it might be seven at this point. Um, but we've got his eighty hours down to where he probably only puts in maybe five hours a month on that business. But wow. enjoy life. He then took like six months off in Hawaii. Then when he came back, he um, still has that business running. He spends about five hours a month in it. It's still generating you know twenty thousand plus in profits a month or whatever for net profits for him. The gross is much higher. But he's paying out the employees, but you know he has that running. But part of his employee life was he actually started another business, and I, I call that the freedom here. And now he's working extra in that business because he's in the first step of it, earn more in that business. But we'll work it out so he has systems and we'll work through the whole process again. So just think about this: it gives you the freedom to do what you want, working with who you want. And probably the biggest thing most people come who've been in jobs before is now you have freedom to earn profits doing what you love instead of being told what you have to do and making someone else rich. Brilliant. You're earning more money and you're spending less time working. So you've got the time and the money to enjoy uh, doing the things in life that you want to do. And you know, for everyone, that's going to be different. You know, what enjoying life means to every individual is, is personal, but it's great that the internet can enable us to do that. So let's talk about some of the how, how we actually do this. What would you say are the cornerstones, you know, the foundations that make up a successful online business? Well, the biggest foundation, and this is the one a lot of people try to skip over, mm-hmm. is the audience. Always finding the audience first and finding out what the audience wants. I focus a lot on doing your research. Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of got that concept because one of my really good friends is um, Dr. Glenn Livingston, who is like the research guru mm-hmm. of online. And as a good friend, we work together, like we produced um, several courses together and things like that. And it really built into me the concept of we need to know the audience. Whoever knows your audience best wins mm-hmm. is the whole point here. Um, the big mistake, like I've had this come so many times, probably the biggest question, most common question I've ever been asked is, hey, I've created this product. How do I sell it? That's the wrong question. Mm-hmm. The easier question, which makes my life super simple and makes me love the client, is when they come and say, I have this audience. What do I sell them? Okay, that's a much easier um, question to answer and to follow. So I always say we want to base off of, we want to do our research. We want to do surveys to our list. Okay, that's the second basis, and I might as well throw it in here too, is we want to build a list. We want to build multiple lists. We want to segment our list to different subjects. We want buyer's list. We want lists, okay? <laughs> that's where my money came from 18 years ago. That's where the money comes from today for clients. It comes from the list that we build. So we'll research to those lists, which means we'll run surveys out asking them what they want to buy. Like here's, for example, here's a base survey. This is a very simple survey, but it's a very simple one someone could follow. Um, three-step survey. The three questions we ask on the survey are, is what is your biggest problem or biggest challenge with blank? Okay, what are the subjects we're covering? What is your biggest problem or biggest challenge with blank? Mm-hmm. The second question is, um, why or, or what would solving this problem, how would solving this problem help you? Or why is this important problem important to you is another way you can ask that same question. And the third question is, um, how difficult has it been to find a solution to this problem? Okay, those three problems I originally learned from Glenn. Those three questions for a survey, they give us um, all the information we need to succeed if we ask people the questions. And mm-hmm. here's what I mean by that is, uh, what's your biggest problem? People are now going to tell me the problem I have to solve. So they're going to tell they're going to tell me the product I have to create and sell. Okay, the second question, why is this important to you, or what how it would you know how it would affect your life here? They're now going to tell me how I'm going to sell it. They're going to give me the words on that sur- in that survey question. They're going to give me the exact words I'm going to repeat back to them when I sell it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the third question is how important it is to them? I'm going to find out how important this question is. It often will help me decide whether it's a problem, you know, this is a problem they'll actually pay to solve. 
Because if they answer that it was easy to find answers to this, I'm not going to be able to sell that solution mm-hmm. if it's easy to find answers. So they're going to give me all the stuff I need to do. Just to give you an idea, I have a big project coming up that I'll you know, be releasing probably you know, three to five months from now. And um, with it, I ran the survey to my list. Mm-hmm. I spent the last 30 days running Facebook ads to run them to a survey similar to this. I also bought a solo ad to another person's list to run the survey to them because I wanted a good broad basis of that information from several different lists. So I go in knowing exactly what to sell, how to sell it, and who I'm going to be selling it to for the audience. And that is a huge basis in the business. If you go out the business from this direction, it makes everything else so much easier. Terry, how many people did you survey in, in this recent example? I mean, uh, do you know what would be a survey size that is significant that we can rely on the data? Well, it, it depends on who we're surveying. It, it's, it depends on how many of the questions come up the same. A lot of times I'm happy, you know, really happy if we have like a survey that brings in 200 surveys. Mm-hmm. So it's not how many people that you survey, but it's how many actually answer the survey. If we had 200, I'd be real happy with it. Um, but I've made decisions off of an audience as small as like 50, which is kind of on the small side, but it depends on what audience you're going to. Part of the reason I spread out, and I told you that I just did three different groups, is because I wanted to know for paid advertising I was planning on using. I wanted to know for my own list since I'm going to sell to my own list. And I also wanted to know it for potential joint venture partners, so I paid one of the potential joint venture partners wow. to run it to their list. So I got three different bases of how I'm going to be promoting it. And did you find that the answers were slightly different from each of those three sources? No, here's why I'm really excited. They were the same for all three sources in this case. It's not <laughs> always true, but, but I'm really excited that they're all the same for this case, so I don't have to make any differences. It's all going to be uh, going down the same road in this direction. So that's the first basis is knowing your audience. Audience always wins. Audience is more important than offer. Audience is more important than the copy you use. Um, the best copywriter in the world can't sell to the wrong audience. <laughs> that's just the way that it works here. Yeah. And um, so that's the first one. And the second big principle I'd focus on is, again, the email list, which I, you know, that's like everything to is your list, um, segmenting off the list what they're interested in, um, building a relationship with that list, which I focus on really heavily. Mm-hmm. And then also like pulling off and having buyers lists that you build relationship. Your long-term leverage in most small businesses is your list which I guess I'm cheating here. It's your audience. Sure. Let's talk a little bit more about audience. I know that you said it's very important to find an audience that spends money. Um, Does that mean that there are some audiences out there that do not spend money? And also, how do we find out if our audience is willing to pay? I like to, um, okay, now this isn't fully convinced. Okay, this doesn't fully solve the problem. But I like to look around at competitors, okay, in the market, are the competitors selling higher ticket offers and services? Okay, since my business is primarily in information business, consulting and coaching, that means I'm going to specifically look out to see are there coaching, you know, businesses in this industry? Are there seminars? Because that's a, usually seminars are a higher ticket type of information product. And um, are they doing well? And the marketing. And so I will look to see what I can find out from this. For affiliates, I'll look to see who's advertising where. I'll look at Google listings. I'll look at Bing listings. Um, I'll run some of the competitors through systems like Ispionage, mm-hmm. which like I, I have the paid service there, but there's you can also get some good um, intel from the free service that they have. Like you get like five searches for free or something there. But you you go through and find out who's winning. You know who's constantly showing up on top on Google or on Bing, or you constantly see advertising in magazines. Or because um, again, most magazine ads are expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's running there? Are they running higher ticket products? I want to know if people are spending money in some way in this field, and you know, and that's the big one to me. I, I just want to make sure that they're spending money. They're not just buying um, Amazon Kindle books for two ninety nine because yeah. that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a hard way to make a living. Yeah. Okay. My next question um, is that you've written a post on your website, a blog post, where you outline ten internet marketing rules to live by. Could you share some of those rules with us? Okay, well, um, 
The first one, we've already covered a little bit. That, that was to develop a client-centered approach mm-hmm. that you want to focus on clients first. That's the first principle. And that, you know, the key principle that I always tell people there is we always want to ask the customers, you know, we want to ask them what they want to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so going beyond just the survey, I'll add to that that a lot of times I like to get customers on the phone to speak to them also, especially if you're selling a high-ticket product or service. When selling a high-ticket product or service, I like to um, like do a free consultation with um, the potential customers, things like that. So we're talking something that's in the thousands mm-hmm. or higher. The reason is, is I want to get on the phone. I want to find out what the problems are even better than I found in a survey. So I want to sell it at first before I train somebody else to sell it. That's kind of where you know we earn more first. Then we work less because we'll hand it off to somebody else once we know what the problems are. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the process. So clients first. Um, the next strategy that I talk about heavily is to find your unique gifting. What are your gifts? What are you good at? And to follow up with it that way. Um, for example, people will find that if you go to a lot of my sites, a lot of my sites focus heavily on writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of emails. There's a lot of written content on my sites because I work well in um, written information. Um, I've worked um, with a client before that uh, was a stage entertainer and a um, did stage hypnosis also okay and you had better bet that we had him on video every chance we had okay because that is his skill set we have to have on video and we didn't do the little um, powerpoint videos with him we want him on the video yeah because that's what he's good at and so you got to find what are your skills how can we you know work on your skills and how can you become a master at something you can even take it beyond that everybody i know who is at six figures or above is extremely um, skilled at something mm-hmm. online. Okay, and it could be creating information products. It could be writing sales copy. It could be doing videos. It could be um, pay-per-click marketing. It could be social media, but they have something that they're a master of. They have something they do that even though they don't sell their skill, they could sell that skill, mm-hmm. and they've developed that skill to a level. Everybody I know that six figures or above has that somewhere in their business. Okay, and then what we often do when we get to the point where we want them to work less is we'll figure out how to have them concentrate on that more. It's almost the 80-20 rule. What's the 20% that's generating the results? The more we have them do that, the more money they're going to make and the less they're going to have to work on it. And let everybody else do the second part of it. So find that talent and skill. And then um, just to jump to another one of the things is um, like the number six strategy is to systematize your business. And that kind of builds off of that. Once we figure out what your talent is, what you do best, what's most important for us to have you do, then we're going to systematize everything in your business, even that to the point that uh, somebody else could follow it and do it. An example of that is... um, I did a, I've done a lot of seminars and webinars where we had hot seats. We brought people up on, you know, to the stage and we looked at their websites and how can we prove their systems. And because I did a lot of those, I basically came up with a quick system, which I call the golden glove, which it ended up being a promise for me that I could make out this, that I can improve, I can improve the conversion of any website in 15 minutes or less. Okay. And that's because for those reviews, I developed my own little system to follow that I look at, you know, five different pieces. I don't want to go into them all right now, but I'll tell you what they are. Desperate problem, unique promise, overwhelming proof, irresistible offer, and a reason to act now. Those are the five things I look for on a website. And if I go through it and we'll just say a recent conference demonstrates this real well is like for the first hour, I went through and did that to people's sites. I went through and gave them the five points um, and was able to review the sites for later after that, after the first hour, I let the audience do it. And I didn't have to say anything else again. They were able to follow the exact same system to review someone's site and find all the problems and issues because it's a system that could be followed. And you can do that no matter what you do, no matter how um, good you are at it. You can figure out what process you're going through and you can build a system into it that you could even replace yourself on it. And it makes your life so much easier. You should have seen how much once I figured out that system there, it made my life so much easier, especially like on client work. A client sends me their site to look at. That's literally what I do every single time when I look at it. Thank you for sharing that, Terry. And um, also, anyone listening to this, if you want to go see the full list, go to Terry's website and check out 
Um, he's got all the other rules that he, he lives by over there as well. So definitely go check that out. Moving on to a new topic, Terry. What are your favorite traffic sources right now? You mentioned earlier that we want to build a list. But before we can do that, we need to be in front of people and give them a reason to join our list. And, and that is traffic driving. So what are some ways to drive traffic? Well, I use a lot of different strategies, but probably the one I enjoy the most right now is Facebook advertising. We're talking actual paid advertising on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The reason is, is um, I have clients in all different niches. So um, I have clients who are internet marketing, and that's obviously what I do also. But I have clients you know, in other niches like golf and all types of consumer niches and health niches and things like that. And the beauty of Facebook is there are interests that you can target for just about any niche. I have yet to find a niche that we can't target people on Facebook for, especially um, over the past year. Facebook has given us so many options to target people with. So I love Facebook advertising, and I'll get started here building leads onto a list. And so I'll advertise something for free. I'll run a lot of different ads advertising you know, my product for free, bring them onto the list, um, start selling to that list, start building a relationship with that list. So Facebook's probably my favorite right now with paid advertising. Following up with it, once I have a system that's working and we're selling products, a lot of times I'll move to some type of affiliate or joint venture arrangements. Okay, so we do paid advertising to prove it. Once I know what kind of income we can generate, then we start moving on how we can do with affiliates or joint venture partners because we can then tell them what kind of results they can get from it. And in addition to those methods, you know, I use solo ads, which are extremely effective, but they're not available in every market. I use um, pay-per-click ads, usually starting with Bing first because they're easier to get started with, even though they have less traffic than Google. And then you can expand into Google afterwards. Um, I I guess you could call um, Bing is number two, but they try a little bit harder. So they're more friendly to you. And they'll even tell you sometimes you'll make a mistake and they'll, um, instead of saying, hey, Google will say, hey, you're out of here because you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Bing will tell you what you did wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can fix it. So start with Bing, move to Google later. But Facebook really is one of the easier ones. And it's kind of, it's funny. It depends on the niche you're in. Um, in internet marketing, I'm usually happy if I'm paying like two, three dollars per lead on Facebook. I have clients who are paying less than 50 cents a lead in consumer niches per opt-in, mm-hmm. which is a really good deal. So it depends on what market you're in. And sometimes business niches, maybe five, six dollars, um, that you're paying per lead. So it depends on the niche you're in, but you can build leads very cost effectively. <laughs> like to give you an idea, one of the business niches, um, he's paying something like seven, eight dollars a lead mm-hmm. for his, mm-hmm. but those same leads on average um, are worth to him on average about fifty bucks. Wow, good return. Mm-hmm. So it works well. Excellent. Thank you for for sharing those traffic sources with us, Terry. I know that you have a course called Autoresponder Alchemy, and in this course, you give away all your secrets for email marketing, which is something that you're quite well known for. So once we've built up that list, we've got to communicate with that list via email and build that relationship up with the people on our list. So before we dive into this, first of all, can you tell us why do you love email marketing? What is so good about it? Email marketing is um, what I consider a great equalizer, okay, for, mm-hmm. for several standpoints. Okay, you're going to find that in a lot of markets. Which I just use Facebook as an example. Okay, I don't have anybody right now doing, you know, doing well selling straight to product to a cold audience on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I had to say cold audience there because we do some retargeting. Retargeting, we run to products all the time. Yeah. Okay, that's you're advertised to your own people. But to a cold audience on Facebook, we're not doing well going directly to the product. We do well going to an opt-in, then selling the product later on. The reason is, is we're interrupting people who aren't thinking about our product. They're having fun, socializing. We give them a freebie, join our list. Now we build a relationship with them. We build trust with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it works really well. A good example is I have several clients who use this model where we will actually send out, like we'll get them to subscribe to our list. We'll send out content for like a week before we even make a pitch to them in a couple of markets. Okay. Before we make any pitch at all, because we're, we're building relationship and we're building content and authority that first week. And then we sell a product the next week out. And we weren't able to sell the front. So here's the bottom line. 
I'll just make it real simple. You send people directly to a sales page, you get one shot. You get them signed up on an email list, and I get dozens of shots at the same customer. And you you even plan that out for 30 days, over a 30-day period. If you're even decent at email, you're going to be generating at least two to three times the income from the email site as you are from going directly to product. Well, that is a huge, huge reason. So, Terry, in the emails themselves, they have to be good. You know, we can't just write any old thing and expect people to just buy uh, because they're on our list. So what are the big tips for winning with email marketing and actually monetizing our list? Well, see, I could give you a lot of quick strategies and little ways and tips that are all in the course. Um, The course, just to mention, is autoresponderalchemy.com. Mm-hmm. For the course, there's a lot of tips in there, little secrets, um, even tons of templates. You know, I actually give you my exact templates I use for emails to 80 different emails, you know, with styles and all kinds of things that you can follow along with templates. And basically, I even tell you where to put in each spot. But instead of that, I want to give you something quick that you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll use some alliteration so you can remember it well. I want you to think content, character, and call to action. Okay. Content, character, call to action for your emails. What that means is, um, the big mistake most people make is they go in one of two ditches. They either become a teacher or they become a salesperson, and both will fail with email. Okay, you don't want to be a teacher or a salesperson. <laughs> and you've probably heard people tell you that you want to be both, but you don't want to be either one. Okay, the the reason you don't want to be a teacher is that worked back when I started online, which is like 1996. You could be a teacher because there was no content online. Today you can't do that because I promise you, one of the primary um, problems your audience has, and I don't even know which market you're in, but I know one of the problems your audience has because I've dealt with so many clients in so many different markets. It's overwhelm. Mm-hmm. There's so much content online. They don't know who to listen to. They don't know what information to follow. And they're simply overwhelmed with their daily life, not being able to implement any of it. Okay. And yes, I know your audience, even though I don't know who they are. <laughs> that's, that's like a nature of today. So, you know, content alone isn't enough. And being a teacher isn't going to separate you in the audience. Okay, the other side is sales pitch people, which all they do is go out and they sell one product after another. And they're just being a sales pitch. That's not going to work either because it doesn't build um, value. Instead of being a teacher or a salesperson, you want to become what I call a trusted advisor. Okay, mm-hmm. a trusted advisor does give some content, but more than that, they give direction. They tell you what direction to do and what to do. So let's go back to the three C's I gave you. We want content, we want character, and we want to have a call to action. Okay, content means that we are giving content, and I, we could even add to it, we want it to be contrarian content. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I want to give people content that stands out from what other people in my market are saying. It's almost like you want to look at all the content that's being delivered online, whatever the common wisdom is, and I want to say, um, what is it that nobody's talking about? What can I shout from the rooftops? Why isn't anyone else talking about this? Okay, I want to find content like that to share. Why isn't anybody else talking about this and how important this is? That's the content side. So we are delivering some content. The second part of every email is we want to have a character. You, you ever hear that expression? Someone will say, that person's a character. Yeah. Well, that we kind of want you to become that character. Okay, you have to become a character online, which means um, take some areas of your personality and you might even magnify them a little bit. You'll become a character online. A good example is I have a friend, um, Doberman Dan, who um, his character is he's like a drill sergeant. I mean, that's just what I see with him. Okay, Doberman Dan, he's a Doberman. Okay, he's kind of a, you know, a very friendly uh, a, a guy when you speak to him directly. But his online persona is a very aggressive, almost a drill sergeant type personality. Take no gruff from anybody, but it's because he became an even more focused character on an aspect of his personality. Um, mm-hmm. The character here, a good way to think of it is like talk radio. Talk radio, I'm sure if anyone's heard um, talk radio, they've seen someone who's listening to a talk radio host that they don't even like. Okay, It's like the person says thing, and they're listening to him because they want to be mad at them. They want to shake their fist at this person. Like, how in the world can he be so stupid to say that kind of stuff? And um, you, you want that aspect and here's the reality online if you become a character if you become effective with email you're going to get some complaints i get worried when i get 
when I don't get any complaints. Okay, I want to get a few complaints. I want some people complaining about things I write mm-hmm. because that means they're listening. And a good example of that that I always tell is I had a person, this is uh, several years back, but I had a person who every week they would email me something they hated about what I sent in my email. So every week they're complaining about something. <laughs> well, eventually, you know, since they replied to my email, their unsubscribe link is you know, at the bottom of every email. It's like, well, this dude just doesn't know how to unsubscribe. So I went you know, on one of his replies, I answered him, went down and unsubscribed him. Okay? <laughs> Yeah. Because okay, a couple of weeks later, I get an email from him. Did you stop sending emails? I haven't received any of your emails. <laughs> he was he was missing out on some of his entertainment of complaining about it. Okay, <laughs> so you kind of want that. You want to be a personality that's bold enough that people either love you or hate you. They don't just ignore you. And that's a key aspect of being a character. And for being a character, that means I share my opinions. You know, and I'll even say that in there. You know, my opinion is this, or you know, or I'll be aggressive about something. You do this, and you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'll do that even to make people mad sometimes. <laughs> um, like an example, I have a sales letter that I broke every rule you're ever supposed to write. Okay. And, uh, you know, I studied with some experts, you know, I've, I've coached with, you know, great copywriters. They're going to tell you never do this. It worked really well for me. Here, mm-hmm. I had an email, email that I sent out and a sales letter that I purposely used the word work four times in the first paragraph. Okay. <laughs> you're going to work really hard and I can't promise you to make any money. That's one of the, you know, that's almost an exact line in the sales letter. Okay. And I had a whole bunch of people who bought that product and told me this is the first time they ever believed an online marketer, that they, they, they could work really hard. They didn't know if they'd make any money. And, you know, so it sold a lot of, you know, products. Okay. And it was a higher ticket offer too. And it sold a lot there. And, um, I purposely did that. It's kind of funny. I got a ton of sales, but the same day I got like 50 unsubscribes from my list. Yeah. Okay. So a ton of unsubscribes, ton of sales, because what I did there was I created a dividing line of buyers and non-buyers. And I always tell people, um, a lot of people get worried about unsubscribes. First thing I tell them to do is go look and see, are they buyers that are unsubscribing? If they're not buyers, I don't care. <laughs> that sounds mean. But if it's not buyers unsubscribing, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to sort and sift and get rid of the um, ones who shouldn't be there. And so that's, so that's character. The third part is called action, which means we're always asking them to do something. We don't want them in the habit of just reading. I want them to click on links, like go to a video. I want them to share. I want them to go take action on what I just told them to do. So that means almost every email ends with a call to action of some type. It might be to buy a product. It might be to go watch a free video. It might be to share something. It might be to go and just take action on what I just told them. But I'm always telling them to do something because that's part of being a trusted advisor. I'm telling them what to do, what direction it takes that's in their best interest. So you need content, character, and a call to action. Those are the big three principles you really want to take an email that you can remember and take away from this. Brilliant. Thank you, Terry. That was incredible information that you've uh, given us today. Where can we find out more about you and also how can you help us further? Well, if people want to see the Autoresponder Alchemy course, they can see that over at autoresponderalchemy.com. And again, I said it'll have templates and everything else in it. If you want to pick up a sample of my information for free, go over to mymarketingcoach.com, mymarketingcoach.com. And at the top of the page, you're going to see that you have an opportunity to subscribe to my email list so you can see how I do emails and how I do my follow-up and get a lot of ideas of what I'm doing you know, in a live system. And also, you'll get a free report that is a, um, it's an actual free copy of one of my $29.95 per month print newsletters that teaches you step-by-step how to use stories in your emails more effectively. It gives you a lot of ideas for stories. Matter of fact, it gives you over 60 questions that you can ask yourself to come up with really good storytelling emails, mm-hmm. and along with seven different types of emails that you can write for stories. You get all that for free in the report. It's funny. I just got an email the other day, someone saying, wow, your free report's excellent, good information someone can use. It's not a <laughs> bunch of links. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I think there's only one link in there, linking over to the membership at the very end. Or the rest of it is actual content because I want to um, give first you know, basically to give to you first that you can see the value 
And then um, you'll want to become a client afterwards once you see how valuable this is and how valuable it is to start using stories in your emails. And so go over there. It's mymarketingcoach.com. Pick up your freebie. You'll get the free report and go through it. Start using these techniques. And then after you start using the techniques, you'll want to contact me for more. You might want to grab the autoresponder alchemy course or um, you might want to even go into consulting or coaching with me at some point in the future. Is that your monthly mentor program? Um, the new, the free issue is a copy from my monthly mentor club, but I also work one-on-one with clients later on too, you know, but they'd want to have a good basis of knowing what I do and what I teach or they wouldn't even get accepted in that. Excellent. That's the end of today's show. Thank you very much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or just wherever you're, you're listening to this right now. It would really, really help us out and also help us to continue bringing you this kind of top quality content and uh, last of all terry thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you the online marketing show with joseph bushnell helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic improving conversion rates increasing customer value and getting things done fast listen take action make money 